Welcome to Saturdays in the Spirit. As a local church, Frontier Church is committed to five spiritual practices that together form the way of Jesus. Scripture, solitude, Sabbath, self-denial, and the seasons. What Saturdays in the Spirit exist to do is it exists to help us put solitude into practice. And the point of Saturdays in the Spirit isn't Saturdays. The point is to live out every day in the Spirit. So think of this as your intro course to solitude. And church, tomorrow morning, I'm really psyched because tomorrow morning is our second week in our sermon series for Romans. Um, Last week, if you were with us, we focused on Paul's transformation on the road to Damascus. We only got through his childhood all the way up until his transformation. And so this next week, what we're going to do is before launching into Romans chapter 1, verse 1, we're going to focus on Paul's church planting strategy, which we kind of see come to happen um, after Paul is transformed on Damascus. Now, amazingly, and I swear to you I didn't plan this out, this is going to blow your mind, or it should, amazingly, this Sunday is church planting Sunday for Acts 29, one of our networks. I didn't plan it out to preach on Paul's church planting strategy on the same Saturday that Acts 29 is celebrating church planting Saturday, Sunday. I know, it's just, it's crazy. It just happened like this. So um, I'm excited to think about Paul's church planting strategy tomorrow. But before we do that tomorrow night, we're going to pray more deeply about Paul's experience on the road to Damascus tonight. I, um,. I was at a coffee shop during one of the, le- the days last week that was really beautiful. It was one of those like 75 degree, mostly sunny, but a little cloudy. And there was a little bit of a wind day. It was one of those days. And I was at the coffee shop and I overheard a couple people talking to each other about the weather right next to me. And my ears perked up. And one of the women said, oh, you know, I'm more of a 50 to 55 degrees person. <laughs> 50 to 55 degrees person. I just thought to myself, oh my goodness, that's a very thin margin for happiness. 50 to 55 degrees in Iowa, that's like three and a half days out of the year. And I know that sounds a little judgy on my half, and that kind of is, so maybe I need to repent, but I couldn't help but think, are you ever happy? Like, the preferences are so exact that you're setting yourself up for unceasing disappointment. And it made me wonder, are you a 50 to 55 degrees Christian? There's just this narrow window. Things have to be exactly this way. A lot of people in our theological tribe are that way. Preferences and opinions on non-essential things are so narrow that we're constantly disappointed and unhappy. But what's interesting about the life of Paul is that Paul's not a 50 to 55 degrees Christian. Paul famously said, quote, Not that I am speaking and being of need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So, in other words, Paul's margins for joy are huge. And the reason why they're huge is because there's only one thing he needs for joy, Jesus. So, we'll meditate on the road to Damascus with Paul in a minute, but right now, just ask God to show you the secret for joy in facing plenty or hunger, abundance or need, 75 degrees or negative 20, 
God, make us resilient Christians like Paul. So as we transition into deeper prayer tonight, just pray through Paul's transformation on the road to Damascus. And as I read this, as I read this narrative, as I pray through this narrative, simply ask the Holy Spirit to help you see with the eyes of your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you see all the details with your mind's eye. Here's the book of Acts, quote, But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as Saul went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone all around him. In falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting.
Imagine a bright, blinding light. Imagine the thump of Paul's body hitting the road. In one fell swoop, there's conviction. Paul must be thinking, oh my gosh, I was wrong. I had all the facts about the Old Testament right, but I was wrong about where the story was pointing. I was wrong that in persecuting Christians, I've been persecuting the Messiah all along. So as there's a thump of Paul's body hitting the road, there's conviction. And yet mixed in with that conviction and sorrow of his former life, there's also joy. Paul must be thinking, the Messiah is here. And even when I wasn't looking for him, he pursued me. He came after me. He rescued me. So imagine the thump of Paul's body hitting the road. Have you been kicked off of your horse? What do you need to repent of? What horse do you need to be kicked off? Thank you.
I love that painting in our sermon series graphic for Romans. It's that painting by Michelangelo that I referenced last Sunday. One small detail that's worth noticing is that Paul's sword is laying on the road beside him. His sword. Was he planning to use that sword to murder Christians in Damascus if it came to that? One art commentator noted that in the painting, Paul's blinded and his his, uh, quote, his arms are groping to the heavens as if embracing this new vision and mission for his life. Paul isn't going to leave behind the zeal with which he persecuted Christians, but the zeal that he had will be transformed so that he'll become zealous for the mission of Jesus, zealous for joy, zealous for godliness, zealous for love, zealous for Jesus. Do you want to be zealous for Jesus? Has the sword of your former life fallen by the wayside? Have you asked the Holy Spirit to grant you zeal? Amen. Guys, I'm psyched. I am psyched to think a little bit more about Paul's life tomorrow morning, specifically his church planting journey in our time together. So um, I would just encourage you to do this tonight. Look really closely at the graphic for our sermon series or look up the full painting online. Print it off and put it on your fridge for the next year. It's called Conversion on the Way to Damascus by Michelangelo. And just just meditate on on that painting. I 
the reason why I think it's so powerful is that as Christians, when we look at that painting of Paul getting kicked off of his horse, I hope that we see ourselves in the painting, kicked off of our horses, removed from our former ways of life, saved by Jesus and for Jesus. Guys, I love you and I can't wait to worship Jesus with you tomorrow morning.